This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is Friday, November 6th, and this is, of course, your daily financial news. Normally, I like to do these live, but uh, my internet has been giving me problems, kind of reducing the quality of the video and the sound. So I've decided to record these and upload them. Good news is I'm actively trying to upgrade the house Wi-Fi or connections or speeds or whatever you call these things. I don't really understand them. I'm learning just, uh, I'm learning as I go. I upgrade the camera, internet gets slow. Ah, go figure. But in the end, I am still going to bring you the daily financial news because that's what I'm committed to do. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy talking about money, investing, consumers, cost of capital, real estate, real estate investing. And most importantly, I feel like I owe you my thoughts on what is going on. The, the market is ever moving. There are subtle clues that we often find. And I think if we talk every day, uh, we can each get just a little bit better. And when you look at one rental at a time, that is really what I'm about. It's about helping people focus. It's about helping people get started. It's about help de-risk decisions and ultimately have a better financial future. So to do that, one of the things that I want you to know is tomorrow morning, eight o'clock, we are going to do another live Q&A, 8 a.m. Pacific. I will uh, flip on live. We will do it on my computer. The video quality will be less. And assuming the internet keeps up, uh, we will go for a full hour. That is your hour. You can ask me any question you want. In fact, if you want to leave me a question below, uh, I will take a look at it this evening and be ready to rock and roll tomorrow. I like to have three or four questions ready so that I can keep going uh, while people join. So again, this is the daily financial news for Friday the 6th of November. We will do our live Q&A on Saturday. So first, we got to talk the election, just sort of get it out of the way. Uh, as we've been talking since Tuesday, uh, you can go back and watch the daily financial news. I said, let's relax. Let's let all legal votes be counted. Every vote in America counts if it was legally cast. And that is still going on. Uh, we have several states that will likely be called today is my guess or opinion. It's been my thought all week. You can go back and listen to it that we would know by Friday. I do expect some legal challenges, uh, much like the 2000 election between Gore and Bush. Uh, so this may not officially be called uh, for several weeks, but I think for all intents and purposes, unless there are non-legal votes being counted in mass, I think most of us will will know the answer. You may not, uh, we may not all like it. Clearly half the country won't. Uh, it's amazing how this came down to a, a, at least on the electoral side or some states 50-50. I think the popular vote won't be as close, um, obviously because New York and California with the largest populations are deep, deep blue. Uh, but I think it's, I think this election needs to tell us all something. And uh, that is the middle is important. 
the extremes are noisy and get a lot of attention, but the middle is important. So we will see there. Uh, in addition to that, the last day or so, I talked about the US Senate. I was really happy that the Senate looked to stay in the Republican control. I thought a blue wave would be detrimental to the US economy, the US dollar, and you know, a tilt towards socialism is not something I was looking forward to. Uh, looks like might be a couple of runoffs in Georgia. Uh, instead of just one, there might be two. Uh, I, if that happens, uh, it's going to be interesting because that'll be decided in, I think, early January and talk about an expensive election. That election won't be about the individuals. It will be a fight, in my opinion, to protect democracy. And uh, that is something that uh, I don't take lightly. So we shall see what happens. Uh, normally today, the number one thing we'd be talking about is the unemployment number. Uh, if you go back and watch the videos on Monday, uh, I actually thought that we might see an un unemployment number below seven. I think I even said 6.9. And boy, sometimes I wish I took my own advice and bet on something. Uh, it came in at exactly 6.9. Uh, we had 638,000 jobs created. Um, headline number is great. U6, which is a more complete picture, as you've heard Jonathan and Twomley and I talk. And if you want to get more in-depth economics, Jonathan Twomley has a playlist on this channel where we talk economics. Uh, we talk unemployment. So go back and look for that uh, if you'd like more details on it. Uh, but the U6 is 11.1 uh, versus 11.6. Uh, it's talking about 10 million unemployed, kind of a more inclusive number. Now, needless to say, uh, 69 is good. 638,000 jobs, good. Uh, the number would have even been better if we didn't lose 147,000 census workers. So uh, let's appreciate that we, we are going pretty strong, uh, at least exiting October, entering November. In addition to that, I was surprised to see that hospitality had the largest uptick. Uh, it's coming off a small base, but let's take all the good news for what it is. Uh, one of the things that's interesting because the number is so strong and, um, you know, when I was in college, you know, full or full employment was often debated like 6%, 6.5. I mean, that was li literally discussions we had. And uh, it wasn't until exiting 19 and 20 that we saw three and a half percent unemployment. So realize that 6.9, that's, um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a recession. Uh, but it's certainly not the depression we saw when we were at 14.5 or whatever back in March. So I think we need to appreciate that the American economy is amazing. Yes, we have a certain segment of the economy that's still struggling. Uh, I've talked about it a bunch, but we need to appreciate that the American economy is great. It's, it's kind of why I'm excited about 2021. I still think the next two months are painful, uh, but I'm excited by what I see going forward. Uh, going on to earnings, we saw again, for the most part, great earnings. Uh, analysts in New York have been, uh, let's just call it atrocious. And it is interesting to see just how atrocious. Square uh, came out 34 cents versus an expectation of 16 cents. Uh, they have highlighted rebound in payment volume. Uh, that is interesting uh, because, you know, that's another sign that the economy is picking up. Roku, nine cents a share earned versus a expected loss of 40 cents. Again, active users jumped 43%. Win Resorts, this one hurt. Loss of $7.04 on an expectation of 402, but they are saying it's 
it's slowly recovering, right? They, they feel they've put in the bottom uh, and they are digging their way out. Uber, kind of a tale of two numbers. Uber uh, hit on uh, earnings, but missed on revenue. Uh, Uber's rideshare business, they feel has put in a floor in coming back, uh, but Uber Eats is crushing it. And their acquisition, I think, of Postmates uh, is going to continue that uh, domination. Peloton came in at 20 cents a share. Uh, it's kind of interesting. For the last quarter or two, they've been talking about demand exceeding supply, and that's been a good thing. Uh, there's a little talk about, I can't believe they still have supply constraints, and they are still backlogged. Uh, they are fearful that this next kind of shutdown is going to make that even worse. Uh, so they need to step on it. Zillow, 37 cents on an expectation of 11. Again, a beat of 300%. How, how far can analysts be wrong? Housing market is just on fire. And then finally, Take-Two Interactive was the last one I noted. Um, they actually raised their forecast based on video demand heading into the final quarter given possibility for lockdowns in the US and, and pretty strict lockdowns in Europe. So they are um, you know, excited by what they see, at least for their business. Other things of note, if you've watched this channel for a while, you will remember that I have season tickets to the Warriors. Uh, it looks like the NBA is set to start December 22nd. Uh, why? Well, money, that's why. Uh, they feel if they start after Christmas that they're gonna lose about half a billion dollars. Uh, they want to start on the 22nd, so they get a bump from opening night, and then they get a bump from Christmas games. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, my guess is if the Warriors are playing in San Francisco that we are not allowed to go. Uh, so, uh, And frankly, I don't think we would go, so we would probably be selling our tickets, uh, but we'll see. Uh, another thing we saw is it looks like the suburbs, right? The rush out of urban areas to the suburbs is kind of peaked. Uh, I've got some numbers uh, from Fairfield County just as an example. Uh, and again, this is about stats being able to be twisted anywhere you want. Uh, they, you know, historically the suburbs the last couple of months have been up 100% year on year. Uh, but now they're saying, hey, take a look at Fairfield County. Uh, transactions below 300K, they're down 31%. Oh my God, affordable houses not, not selling. What's going on? The market's falling apart. That's what they want you to believe. But here's the deal listings, meaning available inventory below 300 grand, down 74%. So what's happening in Fairfield County? A, we have an inventory problem, not a demand problem. And you're probably seeing uh, the average home tick up just above the 300 number, because who picked 300 as the artificial barrier? You know, eventually prices, like if you were to say transactions below 200, you might have zero. I don't know, I'm just making that up. But these, uh, these people with headlines are trying to grab you. Fear is more of a motivation than uh, greed, I guess. So he's got to pay attention. So could the suburb move be running out of steam? Maybe. Uh, prices are rising. That is, that is for sure. Uh, but I would tell you that uh, to call contracts below 300K a problem when they're down 31%, when inventory is down 74 is at best, disingenuous and at worst idiotic. Uh, then the last thing I capture is it looks like the average millennial outside of non outside of mortgage debt carries a balance of $27,251. This is interesting to me because one of the things I will be watching for the next decade is millennials. 
I believe the millennial generation will be like the baby boomer generation before me, where they will fundamentally alter major parts of our economy. I believe the millennial generation is on the cusp of fundamentally altering real estate. And that's my, you know, that's my choice of business. So it is very interesting to see what is going on there. And uh, finally, uh, there's a lot of talk about the baby boomers and small businesses. I don't know if you've seen this or know this or watched the numbers, but some pretty scary stuff is coming out for baby boomers. And that is a lot of them have small and medium businesses. And it looks like about 25% have closed up shop. Uh, that, um, you know, that is, that is heartbreaking, right? They've been running a small business for decades and the, you know, the, the health crisis uh, is either causing them to close up Causing, close, causing them to sell out uh, or, or something of that nature. So in the end, do me a favor. If you're still watching, give me a thumbs up. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We talk about money investing every day. Uh, we, are, we, I am not a channel that's trying to feed the YouTube algorithm. I'm here to help. I'm here to help myself get a little bit better every day. And then lastly, don't forget about Saturday. Live Q&A session will start at 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific. Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful day.